Welcome to Good Enough-ish. I'm Brooke Forey. And I'm Amanda Jefferson. We are two organization-loving friends sharing tips, strategies, real-life experiences, and fails of trying to be good enough-ish at everything we juggle in life. I own Indigo Organizing. I help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work. I co-own Curious & Company Creative, a branding design firm, and I created the Balance Bound Planner that helps you get organized and prioritize self-care. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish, and you can find the show notes over at goodenoughish.com. If you have questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498. So let's start the show. Let's do it. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Brooke. How's it going? It's going good. I'm so happy to see you. I know. So we got like, we were ahead of the game with our recording. Yeah. And now it's been like five weeks since I've seen you. I know. We took a little break for July 4th. Missed you guys. I know. Yeah. And I have to say, I'm loving these earrings that you're wearing today. Brooke, these earrings have a story. <laughs> okay. We'll have to post a picture of them on the show notes. Yes. So I recently took a trip to Portugal, as you know. That's right. So these earrings are from Portugal. Okay. And there is this have you heard of these timeout markets that are all over Europe? I guess this no. is a thing now. You know, like Time Out is a travel guide. Yeah. And then Time Out now has markets all over the place. Oh. So in Lisbon, there was this timeout market, and in front of the market in the square were all these craft artisan, you know, creatives. And every single booth, it was like, I'll take it all. It was so nice. Yeah. Anyway, I chose one pair of earrings. These lovely earrings, which for our listeners, they look kind of like blush pink wings. Yeah, like they're wings ceramic. or shells or something. That's, yes. They're so different. I they're really very like different. Them. I purchased them for seven euros. And promptly when we got home from the to the Airbnb, we realized they were not in the bag. Oh, no. I was devastated because these earrings were so special. But... Um, then I was meandering around Lisbon and I saw very like the work of this artist in another shop. So I was like, who is this woman? I need to track her down because I think I lost my earrings. And I found her on Instagram and DM'd her. This is an example, Brooke, because everybody in Portugal was the nicest. Yeah. I don't know what's happening in Portugal. I'll have whatever they're having, but everybody there is the nicest. So I DM'd her to say, oh my gosh, I think I left some earrings behind. How can I get them from you? She's like, I've been devastated for two days. I didn't know how to get a hold of you. I can bring them to you right now. I'm outside of Lisbon, but I could be there in an hour. The woman drove in and met me at whatever restaurant we were at to deliver these earrings to me. And wait, so you said that they were seven euros. Seven euros. Which is equivalent to how many U.S. dollars? Like, I mean, right now, kind of, it's like the same, right? Fernando's nodding. He's like, So seven bucks. She went out of her way to deliver these to you. Correct. so amazing. And she was like, if you're leaving right away, I can ship them to you at my cost. Obviously, she says she was the sweetest. I wanted to stay in Lisbon and become her best friend. I know that feeling, though, when when someone buys something from you and it goes awry or like it goes astray, you're like, no, let me help you. I want you to have these because you feel so connected to the things that you make. Yes. I love that story. Because we spent a lot of time at her little kiosk and my friend bought a lot and I bought some things. And um, I want to put her Instagram on our show notes because I think she does actually have an e-shop. Um, and Mace Ship internationally because our stuff is really beautiful. Okay, yeah. awesome. Well, we're going to share that with our listeners. Yes. Um, 
totally shifting gears. Yeah. That's not at all related to our topic. Mm-mm. I just I really Mm-mm. needed to tell you about your earrings. They're, they're eye-catching. Okay. Mm-hmm. They really are. Yeah. And I think maybe we're not just going to link to them, but we're going to take a picture of you today. Okay. Wearing them. Going to add a little lip gloss for that. Okay. Well, okay. we'll do that too. But today, what we're talking about. So this idea came up just the other day. A friend of mine is getting married, mm-hmm. and she was like, I need to add some stuff to my registry, but I don't know what else to add because she's in her mid-30s, and so she's kind of, like, established. Yep. She's She had bought her own house when she was single. She has, you know, the plates and the kitchen stuff and the bedding and all of that, and her fiancé, you know, came to the relationship also with, with some things, and they're right. like, we have to add enough to this registry for our shower guests to be happy because, you know— People that come to a, bri- a wedding shower, a bridal shower, um, want to bring a gift. Yes. So I was like, ooh, I have such great ideas for both the things that we registered for, what, f- almost 14 years ago yep. that we still use. Mm-hmm. Some things that we never used. Yes. So leave those off the list. And then other things that... I've acquired since then that I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing and I need to spread the gospel of it. Yes. So I wanted to chat today about all of those exciting things that you should add either to a wedding registry or just purchase for yourself or put on your wish list because they're such useful household items that um, you know, get rid of friction, they add joy. Yes. I know the first thing that occurred to me was the Dyson vacuum. Like yeah. immediately everybody mm. had. Do you have one of those? I don't. Yeah, you don't no, we never got into the Dyson. But I will say there's several things that we still use. And some of them are the littlest things. Like we have this easy twist jar opener. Have you ever seen those jar openers that are like, it, I should have pulled it up to show you, but or just brought mine. But it's like, a round, yes. a kind of oblong piece of rubberish, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's got like then three different sizes, yes. um, like tiers, tiers that then you put it on top of a jar and you squeeze. Correct. Nick thought it was totally ridiculous. To, that was on your registry. It was on our registry okay. 14 years ago, and he thought it was a totally ridiculous item. I cannot tell you how often I use that and feel so successful and victorious when I open a jar. Without frustration. Yes. Do you have one of those? Well, I was actually, no, we did growing up because I can picture it in my mind. And I think it was some sort of 70s color, like, Mm. you know, lime, not lime green. You know the green Um, I'm talking about. Yeah, we had a refrigerator that was like kind of an olive. Right. That was the color of our kitchen. Like that that was was the color of our cabinet. Was that 70s or like early 80s? Early 80s, maybe. That was the color of that little contraption. Have you watched that show Candy on Hulu? No. Total side note. But it's um, it's kind of like a horror flick a little bit. Jessica Biel um, is a suburban mom who you know, just accidentally commits murder. It's, it's you fine. Know. But it's based in the early 80s. And the hair and the clothes and the, the settings are so amazing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of those olive-colored fridges. Oh, anyway, that's wait. totally off topic. So I have a question about your friend because I'm wondering, you know, the kids these days getting <laughs> married, a lot of them are opting to not do, like, physical things, but they're, all they're like, contribute to our honeymoon or contribute to our house down payment. Are they doing anything like that in addition to physical things? or just the physical things? I think she also said that they're, you know, they are requesting some gift cards. Um, I don't know if they said, not like requesting, but, you know, if people want to give them something, here's yeah. what would be useful for us. Um, 
But I think in terms of the shower, like the bridal shower, she said, you know, it could be some older women who really prefer the more traditional, like they want to bring a gift. Yes. So a couple other things that are on my list of things that I told her that you definitely need to register for these because you're not probably not going to buy them yourself. Or Or if you do buy them yourself, you're probably not going to buy them high enough quality. Exactly. That's the trick. The registry is the time for quality. Exactly. So one of ours, which we are still using the knives that we got 14 years ago, good knives. Um, knives. My mother-in-law got us Cutco knives, which is that still a thing? Those are excellent knives. Is that still a thing? It is still a thing. We have them. And they're so good. And you can send them back to be sharpened for free. Yes. Um, So we use ours every single day. KitchenAid mixer. Yep. Love my ice blue KitchenAid mixer. I do bake a lot, but I get really happy when I take that out. And I get really upset. question for you, though, Brooke, because all of my clients, they never know where the hell to put that thing. Because it's it's heavy and it's big. Where do you have it? So it's heavy and it's big. And you know that I have a somewhat small kitchen, um, but I don't care because that KitchenAid mixer is not going anywhere. So you keep it on the counter. So I don't keep it on the counter. I keep it in by it's not going anywhere. I mean, I'm not getting rid of it to get a small mixer no okay i love her she's like a part of the family Uh her her Mm -hmm. she's a her may have a name um we had like an incident once where i thought she was broken and i was gonna have to get rid of her and it was really devastating so she's fine now we've recovered we you know we took care of it um so we have like a little mud room slash pantry slash nick's office that we have um some like baker's racks that we keep okay just like snacky type stuff on that so on the bottom shelf of that is where i keep my kitchenaid mixer gotcha. okay so i break her out when i want to bake um but that was like one of those things i never would have bought myself a really nice mixer because they're expensive fernando and i were just in target yesterday and what was that thing like 250 300 or something fernando yeah yeah, yeah they're not i mean Junebug is really Junebug is is like she's feeling this go to China <laughs> she's <my> couch digging <laughs> digging her way out. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so the KitchenAid mixer, and I will say we still use and love our dishes and our silverware. We had registered at Crate and Barrel, and we went Crate and Barrel. Us too. Yeah. Are they still? Do they still have physical stores? I think so. Right. I don't know. I don't know these days. You know, everything's online, but. When we registered for our silverware, we physically went to Crate and Barrel and, like, pretended we were eating with the silverware to test out, like, what felt nice in our hands. I know. So I'm so glad that we put that much thought into something that seems kind of silly, but, like, you use it several times a day. Right. Especially if you work from home and you're eating all your meals at home like we are. Um, Still love my silverware. Still love my wine glasses. Mm -hmm. I always recommend getting really good muffin tins and cupcake pans and cake pans because that's the kind of stuff. Again, you're not pots and pans. Pots and pans. High quality pots and pans. That's something we had gotten the nonstick, which eventually lost the coating, which is really dangerous. Right. So now we're slowly investing in all clad. Yes, we are too. They're so lovely. Yeah, they are. They're so heavy, but like you really don't need that many if you get a size that is versatile. And the trick is when you get all this stuff, because these two already have so much stuff already, you got to get rid of the old Mm -hmm. stuff. Oh, yeah. You got to. Yeah. I think a lot of people try to just incorporate all the new stuff into the old stuff, and then you just end up with, in their case, three times the amount of stuff. No, that's where you have to use the KonMari method and say thank you 
thank you um, for your labor and and your work to feed us, but you are you're no longer with us. Although I have to say, we so when I first went out on my own, in 1999 after college, and I moved into my first ever studio apartment, I went to Salvation Army mm. to get. Um, cups and silverware and pots and pans i still have those glasses and i love them yeah. like I mean, I, if one breaks i'm like devastated well because yeah because you can't replace it no what is that third is it 30 years ago no, no. i We're 20 not. come on 22 years 23 <laughs> okay. years ago I love those things. So, yeah. yeah. But I did. Yeah, I got rid of all the old pots and pans. But Crate and Barrel, I think that was such a great decision that we made to register at Crate and Barrel because yeah. I do think that their things are timeless. Mm -hmm. The things that I love that I can remember, and Fernando doesn't even know these are from our registry, but like the those three oval white plates that we use all the time, like mm -hmm. serving things. Serving. Oh. Yeah. Because, again, that's something that you just want to kind of have in your – in your home. Yes. So that when people are coming over, you're not scattering around like, well, what am I going to serve this stuff in? Yes. You want to already have that stuff. And they're just white. Yes. They're just like somehow my minimalism was ingrained in me back then. And then what are those things called? I always forget what they're called. The round thing that you put under. It's like a round placemat that you put underneath. Oh, a charger? Yes. Yes. Well, I don't understand. Okay, charger. I don't even know what those are called. We got our those. Yeah. Uh -huh. And we got really colorful cloth napkins mm. from Crate and Barrel, which we still use to this day. Also got our silverware from there, which I love. Yeah. I love our silverware from there. And it looks brand new. Yeah. Ours too. I mean, we, well, and going back to what you said about like your minimalism was ingrained even back then. I am not a minimalist in terms of patterns and color and things, but I really pushed myself to go with a simpler pattern for our dishes. And it's they're just plain white. They were the mm -hmm. halo, um, which I don't think is available anymore at Crate and Barrel, but like I still get so much joy out of them when I take them out of the cupboard for dinner. Um, so sometimes going against the trends for registering for items like this. I think yes. going with something more classic was the key for us because we do still love them. I feel like if I had gone with what I liked back then in, let's see, we got married in 2008, I would have picked something with some sort of pattern that by now I would probably be sick of or want to replace. Right. So yeah. sometimes going with what you think will last the longest, both in terms of like physically last and style-wise, yeah. what, will, what will continue to work in a home no matter what phase of life you're in. Yeah. It's interesting because our cloth napkins are really colorful, flower, floral pattern, but I still love them. Yeah. And um, it's funny. We got a pack. We got like a, maybe like say a 12 pack of chocolate brown, like napkins <laughs> and then another, but also Crate and Barrel. And then I had sort of like a chocolate brown freeze in my life. And I feel like if you call it chocolate brown, it makes it feel better. But really, it's just dark brown. Still brown. Yeah. Still brown. So not those did not pass the spark joy test a couple of years ago, but the floral ones still do. That's good. I know. What else? Was there anything that you registered for that now that you look back and laugh at your your past self? I mean, you know, we were 20, I was 28, no kids yet. The the things that I thought we were going to use. I mean, we didn't register for China um, because I had some from my grandmother. Have we used it once in 14 years? 
No, we yep. have not. The, the the wait, the dishes that you registered for, you have not used once. No, the everyday no. dishes we yes. used. Okay. The china, which we didn't have to register for because I had some from my grandmother. Yes. But china is very expensive if you do register for it and yes. expect it as a gift. I can say that in the 14 years, 15 since my grandmother gave me her china because she passed away before we got married, I have not gotten it out once. Do you like it? What I does love it, it. Look like it's simple. It's white with like a real um, pretty that like silver stuff out. I know. I guess I could, but I mean, those are the types of things that I look at and I'm like, wow. I'm so glad we didn't feel like we had to register sure. for this because we had it because it's so expensive, right? And these days, it's like, is China a thing? Like, do you have to have nice China for if people? If you're entertaining. So this is a big topic that comes up a lot with my clients. Yeah, I'm Everybody's sure. got that <laughs> china that they never used. And, you know, some of my clients are in their 60s and 70s. So their poor china is, you know, sitting there and they, they don't want it anymore. They're downsizing. They're ready to let go of it. And historically, there has not been a huge market for it um, just because the baby boomers are getting rid of everything. Yeah. So you might have a really beautiful china set and it's all you know, together and all the pieces are there, but you'll talk to an estate planning person and they'll be like, or an estate salesperson. They'll be like, I don't know, I'll give you like 80 bucks, mm. you know? So it's, and you have to box it all up and ship it to me and like, you know, whatever, it's not worth it. Um, But what was I going to say? However, it, it may be coming back into fashion because one of my clients recently, the, she listens to these um, podcasts, so she, she'll know that I'm talking about her. She was trying to get rid of some china recently and put it up on Facebook Marketplace, not thinking anything would happen. But apparently on a recent episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, <gasps> Khloe Kardashian revealed that she collects china and revealed that she has this huge closet. And so now a lot of like 20-year-olds are interested in collecting china. Interesting. And so this woman, this, you know, 20-year-old woman was like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. I'm making a china closet like Khloe Kardashian. So I was pumped. I was okay. like, okay, sweet. My baby members are going to be able to get rid of their china now. So maybe Thanks don't register for china, but just look on Facebook Marketplace <laughs> because of Khloe Kardashian? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I know. that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. If I mean – like I said, in hindsight, so glad that we didn't feel like we had to register for that because I would I would look back now and be like, what a waste, yes. you know? So, I mean, everybody's different. We don't do a ton of entertaining. And we, if we do, it's certainly not like fancy entertaining. No. So we just stick with the good old everyday plates. I even love that word entertaining. Entertaining. A lot of my clients will be like, well, when I declutter, I want to entertain. It's just it's like, you mean like have people over? Yeah. You know, it's like it's such a strange word. It is. Come over, I will entertain you. Is it? I wonder like the <laughs> origins of that phrase in terms of just like hosting people in your house. Like, well, because in the, the old 50s? days, things were pretty boring. There wasn't yeah. that much to do. So going over to somebody's house was entertainment. Yeah. It makes me think of like Mad Men sitting on Don Draper's couch like, with a martini <laughs> glass and like Betty Draper bringing out an hors d'oeuvre plate. Like we don't do things that. Things are just a lot more casual. Yeah, yeah. Same client though, the one that we, you know, we're getting rid of her china. Also let go of, you know, martini glasses and that kind of stuff. Because she's like, you know what? If I'm going to have some sort of special drink, I'm just going to put it in a regular old glass. Right. And we're only going to be having eight people over and they're going to be all my best friends. And no, like, I'm not trying to yeah. 
you know? Never have I ever made my own martini. <laughs> like, if I'm going to have a martini, I'm going out to a bar. Right. So, yeah. And they no more martini all over the place. Yeah. Do you have anything that you've acquired? So, I have, like, a list of things that I was, you know, I was thinking for my friend. I'm like, oh, man, you know, I have to tell her that she needs to add these to her registry because these are things that I've bought for myself that I'm like, how did I live without this? Or this was such a great investment. So, do you have any of those things before you I know, share mine? I can't remember no no i mean things that come to mind for example like things that i should have or wished i had would maybe like a really nice set of luggage yeah, that's so funny she was saying they registered they added luggage to the registry i'm like oh that would have never occurred to me mm -hmm. when i was younger so that's these good. days i mean it didn't exist when we were getting married but the dyson vacuum i'd slap that puppy on there mm. the stick vacuum because <laughs> it's like 350 bucks so that's yeah. a nice one that you know, the ants can go in on or the work friends can go in on and yeah. buy that for you. But that's one of those things that's tough to necessarily buy for yourself. And I will say that we registered for, I don't even remember, probably a Hoover vacuum. And we had to replace it a couple years ago. Yes. Did not last as long as ye old Dyson yes. might. Oh, love myself a Dyson. Yeah. Um, nice sheets. Mm -hmm. Really nice sheets. Because what are those places like Bowl and Branch or like, I guess you wouldn't register for that at, I don't know, I don't, would you register? That would maybe would be hard to register if you're registering at one place, but really nice sheets. Yeah. Because yeah. really nice sheets can be hundreds of dollars. Yeah. They are expensive and really nice towels too. Yes. We had towels that we loved. We did eventually slowly replace them. Um, I don't know if that was just because, you know, they things don't last as things don't last as long as they used to. I totally sound like my mother. Like I remember the these days. I mean, I remember still having towels in our linen closet when I was growing up that were like 30 years old. Yes. Like towels that were clearly older because they had certain older patterns and stuff. So I don't know if it's just our generation gets rid of things more easily, but we did replace our towels a couple of years ago. We got the Lands End Supima, I think is how you say mm. it. So I do love those. Highly recommend investing in good towels because there's nothing like there's nothing worse than getting out of a shower and having a crappy towel yes. to dry you off. I did Google a few years ago best towel and mm -hmm. actually came up with um one of the target ones and i don't know off the top of my head but one of the target brands gets really great ratings in that like mid-range affordable high quality low cost towel. Well, you don't have to tell me twice you know my feelings <laughs> on target so i will be there this afternoon brooke too. has left the building brooke is now at target I just love target buying towels another thing that i purchased in my carefree late 20s i think I bought a cupcake courier. And you would look at this thing Brooke, now. I have and, one of these. Love it. I mean, you would look at this thing and be like, wow, who needs that? It was the best yes. 30 something dollars I ever spent. It holds 36 cupcakes. Yes. I make and I do, I bake a lot and I bring cupcakes to parties. But if you if you have kids or if you're ever going to have kids, this thing will make you so happy yes. that you spent the money on it or that you registered for it. It is so great. I love showing up at my kid's birthday party or whatever event at school and being like, here's your cupcakes. Yes. And people are like, wow, they it's are beyond, blown away. It's beyond good enough-ish. It is beyond good enough -ish. I don't know if the one that you have is similar to the one that I have, but it's crazy. It's like a three-tier cupcake thing. And, mm -hmm. and does it like, can you take it out and it you becomes can. a lovely cupcake display? Mine isn't so lovely. Mine's lovely. But it can be. But you can take out 
one of the tiers. So like if I'm only bringing 24 cupcakes somewhere, like I don't have to bring the whole thing with me. Yes. Um, and I was looking at Amazon. Yes. I mean, because I I literally got mine, I think, 15 years ago. We might not have even been married yet, but I was like, I, I must have this. Oh, even this pre-kids. Thing. I got mine oh, when, pre-kids. you know, it was like the fourth time in kindergarten I had made cupcakes. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Such a good investment yes. piece. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. We're gonna add the show in the show notes links to yours and mine. Mine does not exist yours, anymore. Mine may but exist. I found some similar ones okay. um, on Amazon, and I'm sure they're everywhere else. But then also similarly a cake carrier. Okay. Um, because if you're ever bringing a cake somewhere, so mine, you know, it's like a platform that can serve as a decent display, and then it's got the. Is that what you bring your caramel pie in that you bring is. to our uh, our annual Christmas party? So our mm-hmm. Christmas party hasn't been able to happen for the last few years. But I make a killer salt sea salt. Oh no, what's it called? Salt, just a salted, salted caramel, caramel pie, pie from my friend Serena. She had a blog years ago, and um, it is the most decadent pie. It's pretty easy to make. It's a little time consuming, but yes, I do transport my pie in the cake so carrier. I've seen this cake carrier, mm-hmm. but I haven't probably appreciated the. It's a little clunky, it. so maybe if you are often bringing pies and small cakes places you could invest in a smaller mine is like meant for a tiered cake right but still that thing has come in so handy over the years um things like nice clear canisters for your kitchen for sugar flour etc listen i know that stuff is really popularized with like the home edit their show and i'm sure with some of the kitchen organizing that you do but that makes baking so much more pleasant than opening up that stupid flower bag why why Why? does the flower come in the bag that it's so easily it's so easily busted or like you end up spilling flour everywhere yes i I like a good canister oxo the oxo ones and they're expensive yeah and high quality so that's a really good registry and i also really like the um uh pyrex glass containers with the plastic tops that was next on my list did you peek on the list i didn't peek that's Mm -hmm. a good one because i really don't like to microwave anything plastic i know they say microwave safe i don't i don't believe it i don't trust them Uh -uh. so i love the glass containers for leftovers but that have the snap-on plastic lid so they're not as heavy they stack really nicely in the fridge and then you can take the lid off and pop it in the microwave because it's glass love Love those yes those are something i also like slowly build up my collection of those because they're also not cheap no they're not cheap i mean i think you can probably get a really nice like pyrex set these days Mm -hmm. pyrex i think mine are pyrex with like the rubber made lid i think it's like a joint venture there for the brands i'll have to look look at that i need to look into that because my pyrex all the lids have cracked oh so i still have the bottoms yeah. but now i use have you seen those stretchy things that you can get oh brooke i oh, gotta yeah. look, show you these things yeah. like they stretch yeah. across anything and so that works out fine but i my, my my if the lids have been rubber made perhaps they would have been better quality or you know that tupperware like the actual tupperware brand right I think they have a lifetime guarantee. Um, so that's not something that I, I don't think you could put on a registry because I think Tupperware is only available like from Tupperware. Yes. That was one of the things that my mother-in-law, so she got us the Cutco knives and she got us a beautiful set of Tupperware that we still use. One of my lids did crack and I, I just need to go through the steps of like 
calling in a replacement, but I believe they have a lifetime guarantee. Mm. So those little mm. things that are like... I feel like we're an episode of Saturday Night Live <laughs> right now, you know? Like, the, the, know. the po- podcasters. I can't remember. They had a radio show, but the, um, we're talking about Tupperware, Brooke. The, um, the Schwitty Balls episode. <laughs> yes. Did you not want to say it? The yes. mo- I said it. Molly Shannon and Anna Gasteyer. <laughs> Didn't they have... Yes, that is kind That's of what, what we I sound feel like. Right now, that Love a good about. Tupperware. But honestly, this is my life now. I'm going to be 42. And I feel passionate about Tupperware and lids that work <laughs> on glass containers. And I just, I want to pass this knowledge on to anybody looking to invest in some good pieces for their home, mostly kitchen. I feel like most of those household things end up being for your kitchen. But for my friend who is getting married and needs some quality things to add to her registry, I hope this helps. Yes. Yeah. One last thing I have to say, because this was one of my favorite things about my registry. I ordered a salad bowl with two tongs. It was probably from Crate and Barrel, too. And I just remember my friend Brad saying on the card writing, I wish you a lifetime of salad. (laughs) (laughs) He's like super, you know, snarky, whatever. And I just thought it was adorable. So every time I have a salad, I think of him. That's what's A lifetime of salad. Honestly, that is what's fun about registering and like getting some of these things as well gifts you truly do you think of the people when you use them like i have a certain vase that i use from one of my old roommates from college who i've done a terrible job of keeping in touch and she lives overseas now but i definitely think of her when i get out that vase so yeah yay so happy either registering or buying um investing in upgrading purchasing good pieces that will last and that are beyond good enough ish yes and on that note, and on that note, <laughs> I really sounded like <laughs> Molly Shannon here. On that note, let's take a break, Amanda. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Good Enough-ish podcast with Amanda Jefferson and Brooke Forey. Visit goodenoughish.com for show notes with information from each episode, as well as links to all the places where you can find us on the internet. Now, back to the show. We're back, bro. We're back. And I'm going to ramble for two more minutes because as soon as we turned off um, the recording for the last segment, I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot all the good stuff. So a couple more things that I highly... Um, encourage people to invest in a Le Creuset Dutch oven. Mm, I feel I, like you pronounced that really well. Oh, thank you. I did take uh, like six <laughs> years of French, and it's probably the only – did I really uh, – I, I mean, Le I don't Creuset. speak French, but I feel impressed by the way you said my it. My high school French teacher did always compliment my pronunciation, well, even though born. I went to France when I was 20, and they were like, what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> they had no idea. Le Creuset Dutch oven. Nope, that wasn't good French either. Or like I know that there's a lot of um, probably less expensive. Yes, variations. I was trying to remember because you mentioned it on the break. Mine is called Lodge. Lodge, okay. and I don't remember where I got it, but it is a nice alternative, nice to the oven that you have mentioned, which I will not say the the name of. It's similar to um, my KitchenAid in that like it's pretty and it brings me joy Correct. too. Mine is teal, obviously. 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 We all know how I feel about teal, but I think like Martha Stewart has some similar ones that are colorful as well. So get yourself 
a good Dutch oven and or cast iron pan. Mm -hmm. Um, Like that's so useful. And do you guys use cast iron when you go camping? Like do you? No. You don't cook using cast iron? I have a feeling that will be a future SparkJoy segment, but I just ordered this whole contraption. Second time I've said contraption in this episode. You say it a lot. It's okay. You're playing a drinking game. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's this whole thing that has like a pot and the plates and the da-da-da-da. So no, we do not use to answer your question. No. Okay. We do not use cast iron. But cast iron, like we have a really nice cast iron pot that, or not pot, pan that Nick um, got. And I'm still afraid to use it a little much. A a little much? A little much? A little bit? A little bit. Because it's very heavy and it intimidates me. But Uh he gets a lot of joy out of making things in it. Well, the cast iron allows you to do this whole stove to oven maneuver, which you cannot do in a lot of things. And like the more you use it, the better it is because you've seasoned it. Yes. I haven't done all the research, but my very last thing, and then I promise I'm going to stop talking about this, but if you're someone who's into baking and decorating and you need something to either add to a registry or like you're struggling to even get a gift for someone who's into baking, I love having all of the goodies like um, the gel food colorings and the piping tools and some of those consumables that Mm. are just really fun to have on hand. Mm-hmm. So just just throwing that I out there. I feel like you have a side hustle here, Brooke, as a registry building consultant. I do love shopping with other people's money. Yeah. So I'd be happy <laughs> to. Yes. So, I mean, I feel like you would too, though, with all of the organizing work you do. You see what, I see what, what everybody's get rid of. Get, getting rid of. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Including the lingerie that they received. Oh, yeah, no. People are like, like, I had a client this week. We were trying to figure out, like, how does it go on? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what goes in what part here? <laughs> it was pretty hysterical. That was her wedding lingerie. Wow. Um, yeah. Did I'm she glad. thank that and send it on its merry she way? She thanked it and send it away. And there was a brief moment where we weren't sure if it was intended for the man or the woman. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have I have a lot of questions, but also don't want to know. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. Moving Amanda, on. what's sparking joy for you today? Brooke, I am ready to geek out a little bit here okay. because as we're recording this, it is hot off the presses, these new NASA images that yes. have come out. So cool. From the James Webb Telescope. And do you know this about me that I was an astronomy major? I do, but like there's so much of past Amanda that intrigues me because I know you were an astronomy major and isn't that what took you to Chile? Correct. Which is where you met your husband. Correct. Okay. Yes. So I went to University of Maryland College Park because they had a good astronomy program. And in my third year, I got selected to do this really cool program called Research Experiences, Research Experience for Undergraduates, second semester of my junior year. So I got to go down to Chile. Chile and live and work at one of the world's best um, astronomical observatories because so cool. Chile with the mountains and the clear air, it's like there's places around the world like Hawaii and Chile and I think Canary Islands maybe, right, that have – and so – like the European space program has um, telescopes set up there. It's really kind of like best in class. So it was a pretty amazing experience. And so seeing these photos just reminds me so much of that time. It was crazy. I would go up to the mountain and you would work all night 
by yourself um, from like 8 p.m. to sundown to 8 a.m. by yourself in this telescope. And I still remember the name of it. It was the Schmidt Telescope. It was a million-dollar telescope, which was kind of a cheapy telescope compared to some of the other ones that were on. And you had to maneuver it around with your hands. And he would always say, like, literally this telescope costs, like my mentor would say, the scientist that I was working under, be like, don't bang it. Brooke, I banged that telescope a couple times up against the wall. We're kind of clumsy people, both of us a little bit. Right. But I'm by myself in this tower. And then next to me are these huge, like people would rent these telescopes, like a European astronomer would rent these telescopes years in advance. And you would get three nights, four nights to do whatever research project you were doing. And if it was cloudy, if it was raining, tough luck. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Wait another three years. Whatever. Oh my gosh. But it was so interesting because I look at these images and I remember how we did it because essentially these images are just stitched together images because mm-hmm. with this telescope, what you do is like I would sit there, I would put it on a coordinate, you wait for and it would like take pictures of that coordinate and then you wait 45 minutes and you move it like a millimeter this sounds kind of torturous to me. <laughs> you take another picture, <laughs> and then you take another picture, and it's crazy because basically this astronomer that I was working for at the time was trying to map this certain galaxy, mm-hmm. and it took years upon years upon years to take tiny little pictures every single night of the galaxy. But it was very cool because at the end, we actually discovered a supernova, mm-hmm. which is an exploded star that um had never been discovered before i was like can i name it i was just gonna say is it named after you (laughs) no it's named like snr 6.9 yeah they're like whatever whatever, intern you don't get to know i'm like (laughs) you don't get to just slap my name on that i still have the picture of it but we did a lot of that work of like okay hydrogen becomes yellow and blah 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 so we did the coloring of the picture so that the human eye could actually identify all the different gases and everything cool but um so you're it, geeking out with all I this am geeking news. out. I mean it's crazy. They think I mean how do they even know but they think our universe is 16.9 billion I I'm getting this wrong. 16.8 something like that billion years old. And these pictures that they've taken are of what the universe looked like 16.1 billion years ago. And also another little thing to blow your mind. You know, did you did you see the image of all the galaxies together, like yes. all these tiny little. They said, like, if you held out to the sky a grain of sand and held it up, that is what we have captured there. That piece. That's bananas. It's bananas. So it just reminds me so much. I used to live in southern Delaware. It was super dark. I loved laying out and looking at the stars, which was why I studied astronomy, but that shouldn't be why you study astronomy. I but mean, when you're 18, sure. it's like, yeah. what the heck else? I don't yeah. know. Anywho. <laughs> I remember laying and 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 looking at the stars and just thinking how freaking small we are. Yeah. And so these, when I read that green of sand thing, I was like, "That's bananas, bananas." So cool, bananas. I didn't let you get a word in edgewise. That's okay. I have nothing to say. Like I have no knowledge uh, or understanding. I just look at these pictures and I'm like, "Wow, that's beautiful," but I take for granted all of the time and research and skill that goes into these amazing images so yeah i think it was fun for me because you know i left that career behind i ended up coming back from chile and discovering i was way more in love with the spanish language and south america than i was with 
astronomy. But um, I don't know, because th these photos were decades in the making. So yeah. it was just, it reminded me of like every single night, like moving my little telescope one millimeter. Oh my gosh. I well, know. it's a really nice, like bright spot in yeah. our current world, which yes. is, you know, not always the greatest. Not spark and joy. Not, not so much joy sparking mm -mm. stuff in the news lately. So this, this really, um, yeah, it's a bright spot for you and many other people. Yeah, so I'm glad cool. it, it got its due, and they did. They, the scientists were saying that it felt like a pep rally, and yeah. scientists don't really get pep rallies much. So. <laughs> no, I'm like they're like, this is our moment. Go science! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm there. I'm there at the virtual pep rally. Good. Okay, so let's transition and talk about what are you doing right now, Brooke, to do your future self a favor. Wow. Well, this seems like a, a real um, a real segue to it should something. be existential and really deep, Brooke. Just <laughs> Yeah. to kind of keep things going. It's not. <laughs> so I recommend <laughs> getting a pool bag that stands up. I'm like, I'm looking at our notes here. I'm like, wow, this does not really, this is not a good segue, but whatever. Good enough-ish. That's what we're all about. Yes. So, you know, it's summer. We've been going to the pool a lot. Um, I had this bag like a is it the, the you know the boat and tote is that like is that Land's End or L.L. Bean people are going to come for me I think it's L.L. Bean <laughs> I don't know I know people get like Team really L.L. Bean really passionate really passionate about these bags but like whatever the boat and tote bags are okay so I had one that I was like always using for the pool but by the time we would get to the pool and like we would take some towels out of it and like the goggles and everything it would drive me crazy because it would fall over and like I would keep it in the trunk of my car with most of the essentials but it would like spill over whatever so it's like I need one of those utility totes that stands up that has the wire and they're kind of this stiff yes it has like the wire around the top yes and it usually doesn't have wire that makes it stand up but it's like some stiff material so um, I listen sometimes to a podcast called G Thanks Just Bought It, and they have a really active face group, Facebook group about just like product recommendations. And someone recommended a little life hack to save some money was to search for a collapsible laundry tote. Yes, I have one of these from Target, Brooke. So because the stand-up utility totes can range anywhere, usually from like 25 to like 60 bucks for yeah. nicer ones, maybe with pockets, whatever. I don't need fancy pockets. I just need something that I can keep in the trunk of my car. I can throw some towels in it. I can grab it. And then when I sit down with my kids at the pool, I can just kind of leave it there. They can easily find their stuff and it's not going to fall over into the dirt. Yes. Because our pool, as you know, is kind yeah. of like a 1960s throwback. And so you're sitting on grassy areas that, you know, are a little, little rustic. That's as rustic as Brooke gets. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's called a scrunchable laundry tote. It was $10 from Target, mm -hmm. and it's great. Yeah. And I'm like, how did I live without this? So the one that I have is no longer available from Target, but it looks like maybe they introduce new patterns every so often. So I'll add links to the show notes um, with similar ones that I can find. But it just it has made future pool trips a lot more pleasant. Yeah, because you're eliminating, again, the friction. It's yeah. just one less thing. Yes. Because the kids are going, Mom, where's the snacks? Where's the goggles? Where da, da, da. And if it's in some, you know, crumpled up old bag that's fall fallen over, right. you're having to go through. It just eliminates all of that. They can, Everything's easy for them to get into. I love it. Yeah. Well, and because it stands up and doesn't have any type of closure system because of what I'm using it for, um, they can easily grab a towel out of it without like searching and getting the whole thing wet because they're 
dripping wet from the pool. So it's nice that it can just be more of like a grab grab and go type of thing. And is it kind of like a nylon-y material? So yeah. it doesn't get, it's not like cotton where it's going to get wet. Right. That, that, yes. Right. It's like coated that if, Correct. because sometimes when I sit it down, like the grass might be a little wet or muddy. Right. Um, it doesn't matter. I can just brush it off the bottom and then put it in the trunk of my car. So Love keeping it. me super happy. We'll link to that. Um, and also, I just want to like throw out there, we didn't, you're looking at me like, what, what? what else are you adding what? to this? I mean, I know we say this in our intro and outro, but like people give us a call yeah. or send us. A, they can also use that our phone number, um, which I have to look up because I don't know it. <laughs> but like you can use that phone number to send us a text or send us an email if you have questions. Yeah, voicemails are really fun. Or feedback. We have yet to receive a voicemail. Who so will like, send the first voicemail? Who will be the first one? I think the only one we, we've gotten is my test voicemail <laughs> that I sent to it's ourselves. Working. It's working, but it's a little, it's crickets over here. So like. And if you leave you us a voicemail, we might even and play it on the air. Yeah. If you don't want people to hear your voice and know who you are, you can um, just contact. Yeah, just con tell us that or send something through our the contact page on our website at goodenoughish.com. But like, people, we want to hear from you. We want to hear from Where you. Where are you? We We're know you're out there. over here, but just us and Junie and Fernando, yeah. the producer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Kind yeah. of lonely. So. <laughs> <sighs> this oh, is Brooke, a fun we covered, one. I mean, universe and Pyrex and pool. I mean, pool bags. Where else? They I don't mean, need to go anywhere else for their podcast needs. We've they don't. I just right really here. enjoy this. This might be our longest episode yet. I kind of <laughs> rambled a lot. So sorry about that. That's all right. Grab a snack. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Enough Ish. We will be back each week with new topics, stories, tips, and personal experiences, as well as some good old friendly banter and lots of laughter. Don't forget to find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish. Email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498 with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. Thanks for listening. Bye.